Annyeong SAO! Welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K-Romance guides. So grab some deck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hello. Hi, Megan. <laughs> so, look, tonight we had a plan. It's not really going. We did. We had a great plan that all three of us were very excited about. But today has been a day. Uh, so first of all, Leah's not with us because she's basically in like a bomb cyclone in California. Right. It's like a terrible, a terrible storm. The whole like, yeah, part of her town is evacuating. They're planning on like a citywide power outage. Like it's, it's just crazy. And she's on campus. And so she's like, they've been they issued her a walkie talkie. So like shit's getting real. Yeah. She's like on call on campus. So she cannot be here. Amy and I are tired. We had parenting issues today. Nothing nothing emergency-wise, but we're just tired. Parenting is exhausting, <laughs> folks. Can I can I just tell you how like speaking of like parenting being hard and like the universe kind of conspiring against me. This was my kids and I today. So we've been talking all week. And yes, this is like first world problems, but like we've been talking all week about we have no frozen yogurt places by our house. Like you have to drive at least 15 to 20 minutes to get to Froyo. And we all like Froyo, okay? Yeah. We like picking our toppings, loading that shit up, and chowing down. So yeah. we had a plan today that we were going to go to the closest one that's like, you know, 15 minutes away for frozen yogurt. Mm -hmm. We were going to go like kind of around lunchtime because my daughter had um, her therapy session, her Zoom therapy session with her therapist at two. So we're going to go before. So my son and I woke up and we went to the health club to work out and we came home and we were going to go do Froyo and I look it up just to like remind myself of the directions. They don't open till two. No. So I thought you were going to say they closed. No, which, they were going to open. Like they, at least they don't open till two. So I'm like, you know what? There is a BP gas station like just down the road, like 10 minutes that says it has a TCBY inside, but we've never gone in there, but it's got TCBY oh, inside. Okay. Yeah. Which is a yogurt place. I don't know if, if you have that out by you. It was like one of the first frozen yogurt places here in like the 90s. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't seen one in a while. So I'm like, let's go check out what they have at the BP. And if it's not crap, we'll, we'll get yogurt there and we won't have to worry about it later. So we go there and it's literally like a vending machine. Like, oh. it's it's like, this is just making me think of Crash Landing on you because we just rewatch it. It's, it's like when... The poor little duckling thought that there was a man inside the coffee machine, like, <laughs> frothing the milk for him. It was that size of a machine that there could have been somebody back there, like, pulling, you know, pulling the little lever for your frozen yogurt. Anyway, they only had two flavors, chocolate or banana. Or, bana or banana. Or Which my son would have been down with. My daughter was, like, gross, and I was, like, gross. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. So technically, she has therapy from two to three. They're supposed to go to their dad's at three. But Sydney's like, can we please just go to the one, you know, that opens later at three o'clock? Dad's not going to be home anyway until like four and we'll go get frozen yogurt then. And so Connor and I are like, fine. I mean, it wasn't that quick. Fine. It was like a whole brother-sister issue. But anyway, we decided we're going. Fine. So three o'clock comes. Sydney takes her car. I take mine because they're going to go straight to their dad's afterwards. And she gets there before she drives past the place to pull into the parking lot. And my phone starts ringing in my car and Connor's in the car with me. 
And I answer the phone and it's, you know, it's her. I'm like, is it closed? She's like, there's a note on the door. It's closed. I'm like, what no. the hell? <gasps> so I Google quickly, is there anything ice cream nearby? Like, I just got to get some freaking ice cream in these kids because we've had like a shit day and like, whatever. Yeah. There's a Baskin Robbins, like four minutes away. Okay. So we pull into Baskin Robbins and I'm like, oh my gosh, Sydney, you've never had my favorite flavor, which is gold metal ribbon. I've loved it since the 80s. It's my favorite. I'm going to get a <laughs> cone. She's like, I am too. We go in there. They don't have gold metal ribbon. They don't have chocolate, which is what Connor likes. They don't have strawberry, which is his second choice. They don't have just plain old vanilla unless it's their frozen yogurt. And so long story short is Sydney gets the frozen yogurt vanilla which was like a really weird texture, but she was like, it tastes fine. She gets that in a cone and Connor gets a freaking jelly donut. <laughs> a jelly donut! <laughs> and I get nothing because I'm like, I never wanted Baskin Robbins to begin with. So, oh yeah. My God. So it's just like, and this is not at all to compare with Leah Storm because that's way worse. But like, right. I just feel like the universe is not on our side today. That's no, what I want to get to. Today has just been a day. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. So we're going to entertain you all somehow. <laughs> yeah. So the deal is, but we're, com- well, this is the thing. Because we had shit days, we want to be here. Like I was, yes. I am so tired. I don't care. I want to be here. I was like, I want to talk about K-dramas. I don't, because yes. with with Amy, it, or I would actually probably, if Amy was busy, I would just get on the mic myself Because <laughs> I was like, get on the mic. I'm so like, <laughs> I'm so pretentious. But anyway, um. I just, uh, I was like, I, I, I want to talk about K-dramas. So all that's to say, you know, we're just being honest with you. We're, we're a little bit casual and off the cuff tonight because what we had planned fell through at the last minute. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're rescheduling it. Don't worry. We'll get to it. But uh, Amy and I are just going to just be lobbing some stuff at each other and we'll see how it goes. Either way, you're getting K-drama content. Oh, let me tell you, actually. So I'm... Uh, I have like an author friend who writes like alien romance like I do. And she we're like working on a project together in in the future with a bunch of other authors. But anyway, we're in a group together and she's like the admin. So she had posted today. Sorry if I don't answer messages in a timely manner. I'm in South Korea right now. What? And of course, I am like, excuse me. And so I, I wrote back and I was like, oh, my gosh, have a have a great time. I'm really jealous. And then I said, think of me when you have duck bogey. And she wrote back and was like, oh, I, I didn't realize you've been to South Korea. And I was like, no, I haven't. That's why I'm jealous. <laughs> and it's funny because my author world is just, you know, I don't usually talk about my podcasting stuff. I was going to say, does she know about this? So no, because, okay. you know, my, my author name is is different than my real name that I podcast under, you know, Megan, obviously, and my author name is different. And um, so I said, no, I'm jealous. I said, I based and then I just like outed myself, you know, I was like, I'm just I'm a huge K drama and and K pop fan. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So then she private messaged me. And she's like, I have your address just again, because we're working on a project together. So I had to sign a contract. So she has my address. And she's like, I have your address. Um, Would you mind if I sent you a postcard from Korea? And I was like, uh, I would die. Like, of course, I'm like so extra about it. I was like, I would love that. Oh, my God. Thank you. And but she's like, well, because I was like, I, I have a bucket list of places that I want to visit when I go to South Korea. Did you ask her? She really, like, can you go to this like abandoned amusement park? That's really right. freaky. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so I was like, um, so she's like, is there any places in Seoul you want to visit? And I'm like, look, I, yes, like, most of them are K-drama filming locations. So I'm like so nerdy, but I was like, I want to visit tons of places like the Comfort, Comfort Woman Memorial, Jeju, Busan. Like I'm talking like everything. Right. <laughs> and she wrote back and she was like, okay, well, you know, I'll look. And it was funny because I said, I'm actually literally right now watching a soccer game where Sun Hyun Min is playing. Like I'm literally cheering for him as I'm typing. And she's like, oh, my husband's a big fan. So I'll tell him. Um, but yeah, there. She went to college there, and or went to university. There. I think they don't oh. call it college, but yeah, she went to university there, and that's where she met her husband. And they're there visiting family, <gasps> so she goes, I think, kind of frequently. That's so awesome! And I'm jealous. I'm super jealous. That's amazing. Yes. So I know. I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, she said she sent me a postcard, and I'm super stoked. But anyway, that, how how cool is that? I don't know. It's just kind of cool the connections you make and it was just totally. interesting that again it's always weird on my author world and my my k-pop and k-drama fandom um worlds collide and i also got my latest at's album yesterday well that's super exciting so i got to look through it and the cutest thing is there's a little like feather like bookmark in it or it's like a sticker it's really cool and i'm really excited about it i know it sounds little but i love it Hey, if it brings you joy, it's not little. It's awesome. It does. It does. The whole I I the I got my they give you know photo cards in like yeah. the albums. Yeah. And I got Songwa, who's my bias, and it's like in his blonde era, so I'm super excited. So that brought me joy today. So there you go. Okay. So the universe was a little There's bit happy. kind. And I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, wish me luck because we're gonna try for Furio again on Friday. <laughs> The next I mean, time I see my kids, like it's a silly little thing, but it's like you know you have your heart like set on something. Uh, then I would drive, and you just can't get it right. Something. I know, yeah. It, but it, do you have sweet frog near no. you? Okay, it's the same thing. It's like uh, you go in, and they have the frozen yogurt that you like pull yeah. the lever, and then all the toppings. Yeah, yeah. We have one near us, and the kids love it, and it's always really gross what toppings they put on. Like my son will put like gummy frogs on his like frozen yogurt oh, my kids just put exploding boba that's their favorite thing is exploding boba all over their yogurt and like flavors and i have nothing against exploding boba it's not my thing like i never liked stuff that like changes texture in your mouth like i don't like gushers or like anything like that so but they right. like the exploding like fruit boba like whatever flavor they have of the boba they'll put on their yogurt no matter what flavor their yogurt is so like they might have like a uh cake batter flavored yogurt and they'll put you know like mango boba on it <laughs> just they love the boba it's a, well, that actually i mean those sound like good i know flavors. those don't sound terrible I, but like it's yeah they just no. but I i'm like how do you taste anything other because you got to see like the piles of boba that they put on so it's it's funny but you know what they like yeah. what they like and that's all good and i'm and yeah. i like what i like and it's i i don't usually put anything fruity on my yogurt that's just me what do you put on, like chocolate and stuff? So I am a big fan of crushed up Heath Bar in my yogurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like the only time I ever eat Heath. Like, when am I going to – I'm not going to go buy myself a Heath Bar. Like, nobody does that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I made Christmas crack, and I put the, like, heat, the bits of Heath that you can buy in the bag, and every year I have some downstairs. That's – it's my favorite So, thing. yeah. So no matter what flavor yogurt I, I get, I put that. Heath in there and – Maybe something else, but it's usually like just heat. I don't even like frozen yogurt, but that sounds good. Yeah. I don't really like ice cream. I know oh, I'm kind of weird. Wait, what? 
I know. I don't really like ice cream. I don't. I know. I, I don't know what to do with this. I know. I don't really do whipped cream. I don't do Cool Whip. I know. I realize that it's a strange thing about myself, but I do not. I have my whole family. I have both whipped cream and Cool Whip in my fridge right now. Well, which my are daughter not ice cream myself, at all, like, but I put them on my ice cream for sure. Yeah, they just eat like the Cool Whip plain. I don't know. I just don't. I will eat some ice cream. Uh, I'll eat um, Chubby Hubby Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. That's the one with like the pretzels, mm-hmm. the chocolate covered pre- and the peanut butter. Basically, my ice cream has to have like tons of stuff in it. I don't really just like. I know it's really my whole family likes ice cream. Like we went to the mall the other week and. They saw this frozen yogurt place, and all three of them made like a beeline uh-huh. towards it. And I was like, "Um, I'm gonna." So you go. pass, like you don't get frozen yogurt. I, I I just went to Jamba Juice and got a strawberry smoothie across the across the thing. Wow. Yeah, they all this sat and ate, and I got my smoothie. Yeah, I know. Because I, I don't I, know what like, my deal I is. used to like. I haven't done this in a long time, but my thing. I'm sorry, you guys. We're talking like a lot about ice cream here, but it's important stuff. Well, I used to. Um, <laughs> Like, whenever I just kind of felt like a little snack and I was out and about, I would drive through McDonald's and just get a vanilla cone. And that's, like, one of my greatest joys in life. Vanilla soft serve. See, I will drive through McDonald's and get their iced coffee. In the summer, their large iced coffee. Do you realize I could stay up for, like, three days straight drinking that? (laughs) I love their large iced coffee. And there's always, like, they – I say no flavor. So it's just, like, their, their, like, sweet cream. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it makes my bowels move, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. This took a turn. <laughs> this is why I wanted to podcast, because I'm like, I just need She's to She's like, talk. I need All to right, talk let, about let, coffee let, and my bowels, and <laughs> where else better to do it? Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's get into something K-drama related. Or, okay. I mean, let's yeah, just, let's how about, it. like, I might just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Um, Let's just start off, like, are you watching anything right now? I'm watching, obviously, Singles Inferno. So as we record this podcast... Um, seven and Eight just it, dropped. Yes, yeah, Seven and Eight just dropped, I, which I have not seen I them have. yet. They can't spoil you. They're not going to hear this till Singles Inferno is over. So, Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm saying to you. I'm not spoiling. I know not to spoil. No, I know. No, you're good. So um, I'm in the middle of watching that. And then I, I had said this before, but I finished Bad and Crazy. And we're covering it on the podcast. So that's coming up. So I think I'm going to start The Fairy and the Devil. I don't even know if I'm saying I think right. it's the Love Between a, a Fairy and a Devil. Some- love Between a Fairy yeah. and a Devil. If not, I might pull one of my, like, Megan weird things where I just, like, pick up a random drama. So I don't know. I would say I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm ex- – oh, and I'm I'm still kind of doing a Chloe rewatch. Like, I'm still kind of, like – I watch most of it, but I'm still kind of rewatching scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah, I just finished rewatching Crash Landing on You because that, I mean, it's not a spoiler. Like, Lee and I talked about it last time. Like, we were, that's what we're, we were going to be recording tonight. But Leah's on Stormwatch. Mm-hmm. And so we will record that at a later date. So we are going to do our, you know, our Crash Landing on You rewatch. And I did just finish that um, yesterday. So I'm also, I, I caught up on Singles Inferno today. And it's so good. I'm excited. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So good. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I I was, I'm probably going to do Love Between a Fairy and a Devil too. Like I already started episode one and then I had to pop over and do our Chloe rewatch because I was, you know, running out of time for that. 
And then just randomly today, you know, in my random happenings on social media, um, I catch this picture of Lee Joon-gi in a tux with his hair basically like Suga from BTS. Like Min- He's got Min Yoon gi hair going on right now. And I'm like, what is this? And I click on the article and he just won the Best Actor Award for the SBS Drama Awards for his role in Again My Life, which that drama was on my list when it first came out. I think it's on Vicky. And when it first came out, and it's one of those, it's very similar to the Song Joon Ki one that just came out as well, where he dies and like comes back and stuff like that. But I think that I just was reading like unfavorable reviews in the very beginning. And so I just kind of put it aside because we had other stuff to do for the podcast. And so I was, you know, plenty busy. But now that I mean, I know what kind of performance this man can give. I mean, Flower of Evil is definitely in my top five. And now that I see that he just won the Best Actor Award, I'm like, all right, I think I need to check this out sooner rather than later. Um, And I know that he's not going to have this hair that he has at the award show from like two weeks ago. He's not going to have that in the drama. I understand that. I understand that now is not when the drama was recorded. But... uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling some Lee Jun Gi vibes, and I might have to check that I out. I know. See, because I, I, I saw the picture too. Well, yeah, I shared I it. I mean, I'm was... not going to like let that go well, unshared. Right. Well, I had seen the picture, but I did not look up what it was for. Ah. And so now that I know, I could really go for some Lee Jun Gi. Like really some could. emotional so I might Lee consider that. And I don't know if that's what this is, but I, I just like, like Lee Jun Gi and like what he displayed in Flower of Evil, I will never be over that. I know. I feel like I could, and I feel like too, if I'm watching Love Between um, Fairy and a Devil, because that obviously is romance heavy. So I feel like if I'm watching that, I could watch something that's like not as romance heavy. You know what I'm saying? Which Bad and Crazy is not. Right. And I have to watch that too, because we're doing that in a couple weeks. And I know that's a shorter <sighs> drama, but I'm really and excited we're, for Yeah. That. So we'll, we'll be covering that and we will be covering Singles Inferno. No one worry, because... It's a wild season. Well, well, season one was wild too, but this season is is wild. I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't talk about what happened today, but I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I'm the odd one out. I, I will get on that. Crazy. So, okay, you'll have to let me know. It's literally the end of episode eight, so you have a while to get to it, and then they leave you on a cliffhanger. No, it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a cliffy, but it's not. It's not that type of thing it's just it's it's one of the competitions it's the competition between the men and it was just bananas i mean i want it there was there was blood drawn like (gasps) i can't i can't oh my god i love it it was so intense okay so intense okay so lab one at me what do you got for me okay so let's do what was your favorite grovel? I know I'm putting no, you on you're the spot. No, you're not. Because guess what? Oh. I thought about this because you brought it up earlier. And I'm like, what if Megan well, asked me? Like, it'd be, like, what if Megan I asked I love grovels. That? Yes. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. I bet you I'm going to steal what your favorite grovel is. Probably. It's okay. You can do okay. it. It's Gia and I am not a robot. It's yeah. the best grovel. And I know when we think of grovels, you probably think of the hero groveling to the female. Like, that's... That that might be the first thing that comes to your mind if you have not seen I Am Not a Robot. Mm-hmm. But, oh my gosh. So, look, it's not a spoiler. If you haven't seen I Am Not a Robot, you've got a, a recluse of a man who buys this robot 
or was testing out this robot, but there's a malfunction with the robot. And so the scientist's like ex-girlfriend, for whatever reason, because he designed the robot to look exactly like her, agrees to play the robot for a day. And of course, it goes more than a day. So Jia is uh, also playing the robot. And you know, shit's going to hit the fan. And eventually he's going to find out that she is not a robot. It's called I Am Not a Robot. So the grovel is to, you know, apologize to him. And basically, he wants nothing to do with her. Nothing to do with her. He has been betrayed, humiliated, like you name it, almost died, like everything. And she just keeps going to his house, making him meals cleaning his house even when he throws them in the trash he throws them in the trash right in front of her and she just lifts her chin and she comes back the next day because she knows she deserves it she knows she deserves it and she's also willing to do it for him because she loves and she's willing to wait she's willing to she's willing yeah yeah, she's oh even when he yells at her oh god it's the best i i want to rewatch it i want to rewatch this drama just from thinking about this part of it I, I mean i rewatched i am not a robot twice or i'm sorry i rewatched it once so i saw it yeah. twice and it was just as impactful the second time like it really tore me up but i loved it because a lot i mean i think that was the only like really sad scene i watched because i just didn't want to see the sad scenes but i did watch that one because i was like it's such a good scene and you sung ho is amazing in that scene. I mean, he's so he's he's an amazing actor. And this was obviously the first thing that we'd seen him in. And then we went and watched him in Imaginary Cat, you and I. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, this is going to be a silly little drama about a man and his cat. And folks, I'm telling you, he acts his fucking heart out with this cat. And I believe the every I second of it. I we cried. cried. We cried. And this stupid cat drama that the budget was probably I mean, 20000 it was... It was like, there was nothing fancy about it. There was no great story. Like, it was not anything, like, mind-blowing. No. It was amazing. It was. It was so good. I mean, I mean that is my favorite one. I, I just... I couldn't think of a better one. And so I'm like, if Megan asks me this, I'm just going to say it. Because I don't think that there is a better one. If you all have a better grovel... You have to have seen I'm Not a Robot to know this gravel. But if you have a better gravel, like, please share. Like, I want to know. Because I, I love that. That's like a, that's a, a trope or a, you know, a device, a plot device that I love. I do love a good gravel. I would say Go Back Couple. Yes, that's another good one. But but it's like a, a double one. gravel. That's what I was just going to say. It's like both yeah. of them. And I love that. Yes. Because... I thought that that was what should have happened. It was, I just, I think, you know, again, Go Back Couple was recommended uh, by Grace, uh, one of our listeners. It was not on any of our radars. Radar. Radar. <laughs> any, any, any of our radars. I had never even heard of it. And I also don't really like um, kind of like marriage and trouble. Those are not, it's, it's like a trope I usually avoid. But uh, Grace was like, this is fantastic. And I'm always and I, I like kind of challenging myself with K dramas and tropes I don't normally like. And I f- absolutely fell in love with this drama in so many ways. And you know, it was neat to see this, uh, this, you know, married couple who both made mistakes, and how they like worked through it. And they did they like both had a grovel. And I just thought it was 
really a special yeah a special drama when it came yeah and if you if you all don't know this drama in go back couple basically it's a married couple on the verge of divorce who all of a sudden wake up both of them on the same day wake up back in their college bodies and they relive meeting each other but both of them know that they've gone back in time which is it's a bonkers premise and it totally works it's so bonkers and it does it works and they're like the only ones obviously that know and they know the they learn pretty quickly that they both know and so they're both trying to avoid each other but yet they can't and they know each other so well i mean we talk we've talked about the scene where um she gets her period and they're like estranged at this point and he goes and he buys her exactly what she needs no embarrassment no weirdness just goes and buys her what she needs brings them to her and then like pounds her like lower back how she likes to have it pounded <laughs> Sounds so weird. <laughs> because of her cramps and um yeah it's amazing so i would say that's my other yeah that's a good one um yeah, it's good so that actually brings me to something that i wanted to ask you that's a really good okay it's a really good transition there and you actually brought this up um in our slack chat when we've been talking about um crash landing on you over the past week Mm-hmm. And that scene that you just brought up is a really good example of this. So obviously you can't use this scene as, a, as, as an example. Oh. But female gaze. Like, yeah. K-drama is, I mean, I think that's one of the things that brought us to K-drama, even before we realized that's what brought us to K-drama, is yes. how much the dramas ca- cater to the female gaze. And that him him buying the pads or whatever she needed and, you know, and rubbing her back that is big time female gaze. Um, it's there for us. It's there for the, the, you know, the female viewer or the female identifying viewer. And it's so well done. So I want to know what else, because you brought this up about crash landing on you as well. And you can bring up something from Chloe, or you can save it for that pod. But what do you think is another good example of a K-drama that really caters to the female gaze? Hmm. I mean, I think business proposal obviously is a big one. Um, I think so. I know we've talked about universal fantasies on here before. Um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, please go do it because we do re- re- we do reference it a lot. But it's all about um, it will be referenced in the Chloe the, episode as well. <laughs> Just so you know, it's yeah, up. it's all about what we call the butter that makes a story rich and it's and universal fantasies are things we all like like it's the reason that we love beauty and the beast because uh you know he's that like loner beast who loves her and only her um he gifts her a library uh things like things like that you know just these like universal fantasies the beauty and like a makeover is a universal fantasy oh god (laughs) healer right <laughs> i forgot about the, uh, i forgot about the makeover and god healer so healer is so universal fantasy too oh my god um well, yeah because that's like also like falling in love with the superhero oh my god i know well i'll talk about business proposal first because business proposal is like you know you have this like rich handsome ceo and he loves you and you're like goofy and um you're just kind of like, I mean, in her everyday life, she's plain. 
And by plain, I just mean, like, she's not, like, super fancy. She's not trying to, like, pack a CEO. She's just, you know, working her little job that she loves. And um, he pursues her, obviously, which is huge universal fantasy. Um, and even the secondary couple is a major uh, universal fantasy, the way that romance plays out. And then you have Healer. Which, why didn't I say that first? So Healer, oh my god. The fact that he is essentially like a hidden guardian for her. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And guardian I mean, is big just, time female gaze too. Like the protector. Oh my god. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's it, like if you look at any sort of like bodyguard, I mean obviously bodyguard it's a like again we're all, obviously we're talking about romance books uh, as romance authors so when we talk about universal fantasies we're saying things that we write in new romance, romance books yeah. the things we read in romance books and yeah i mean the bodyguard trope huge huge and that is basically what healer is and yeah he's also kind of like a superhero but he's also this got this like damaged you know inner wound yep. that she can heal and she does heal but it's also not toxic because he also learns how to heal it himself. And I'm so using good. a lot of heal so in it's, healer. But, I mean, whatever. Look at how deep the meaning of that title is. Like, we, oh we've God, had dramas where we're legends. like, why the hell is it called that? But, like, healer, that is a meaningful title. Oh, my God. It's just, oh, my God. Actually, it, now as soon as I said healer, I'm like, that's, that's, that's universal fantasy. Um, and that's female gaze. And then... I've talked about this before. This is just like a scene, but I've talked a lot about how in her private life, there is just this random slow scene pan of on slow pan of on Bo Hyun showering. And it cracks me and up. And sad showering because, because he's sad shower. His love is pining over her. Yes. And he's not even the first male lead. I think that was when I was like, K dramas are for me. <laughs> K-dramas are for me. <laughs> like, the fact that you're giving me this and he's not even... He's like, not there's even no... The it's totally movie. gratuitous. It's absolutely In the gratuitous. best way. For no reason. For the no same reason. reason. The same and reason that he does push-ups shirtless in Itaewon class on Boyan. Like, I, there's no reason that we need to see that, except that we need to see that. We need to yeah. see that. It's, you know, it's, it's you know... And... And I'm even watching this isn't this isn't a spoiler for Bad and Crazy. But I'm even watching Bad and Crazy, which is not a romance drama. I mean, there's like a minor romance in it, but um it's not like at all the plot line. And he just has a random fight in a sauna with only a towel on. Because of course he does. Like why wouldn't I mean this he? is what everybody says you know? about the shower scene in the K two, which we've never watched, but we've watched that shower scene. Oh, of course I've watched it. Like, <laughs> like it's just K dramas are just like you want to see men fight in a towel while they're like glistening. Sure, we will give it to you. We will hand this over to you on a silver platter, and then we'll put the clip up on YouTube so you can watch it anytime you want. You pervy pervs. Did I not? <laughs> did I? Did I not? Or was it? I think I mentioned it, and then Leah found the clip of it and sent the clip of. Ungi's sad shower because like it came up for some reason and I I brought it up and then Leah's like and here's the clip because you can go find it on YouTube and of course you can yeah and so I'm not going to talk about Chloe but uh, I will talk about Tale the Nine Tailed when he's crawling hand over feet feeling pain as a human Uh, we're talking about Lee Dong Wook 
who's supposed to be a Gumio. fox demon, a Gumio. Uh, but yeah, he's crawling with human pain over the bridge to hell with knives flying at him. And he's doing that for her. Only for her. Mm-hmm. And he arrives back nearly dead for the love of his life. It's but cr- his I mean, vans look just, great. His vans look... But his vans look great. Like, totally clean. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Like, it's a thing, like a pick a drama. I know. Well, I'm saying you know that. I'm like... Because we'll like, do- another good example of, like, a grovel that is not, like, for the heroine face-to-face, I think, is Edamon class. Right? Like, just like crawling through the, the knife bridge, mm-hmm. like Edamon class, you've got Park Sarui, who swore he would never kneel mm-hmm. before the baddie who, True. you know, basically ruined his life and at the end of Edamon class he kneels before the bad bad man to save his woman's life so the bad the bad, bad, bad man. man he is he is so bad but yeah well i mean you know i mean hell we could do an entire episode yeah. just like lobbing k dramas at us and we'll tell you the female yeah. gaze from I that mean, episode like, or from that right. drama i mean that that grovel is definitely the female gaze grovel like he does <sighs> the unthinkable for the woman and that's i mean like I feel like that is one of the huge things, and we'll talk about it when we get to Chloe next next episode or next mm-hmm. time we record. We don't know what what we don't know what order we're going to drop these folks. Like we're you know for the first time in two years, we are flying by the seat of our pants, and we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, I know, we really are. You know, uh, and then I to- that's why this might feel a little chaotic. Is what right. I'm trying to say. Bear it with is. us. Today, it is a little chaotic. Okay? I came to K-dramas in general because of Crash Landing on You, right? And it was because of, like, these epic romantic moments. And I think that's that's what we get as far as the female gaze in K- K-drama romance. Like, stuff like the K-2 isn't necessarily going to be a romance, but we get to see some, you know, great shirtless shower fighting. And that is female gaze as well. But when we're talking about the female gaze as far as romance, we do get these over-the-top romantic moments that I think do include these grovels, which are wonderful. And, you know, I actually can't wait to talk about Bad and Crazy because there is a relationship in Bad and Crazy. Um, It's between two men and not a romantic relationship, but a very, very close. We'll get to what we talk about Bad and Crazy, but what I'm trying to say is they go through a whole arc as well. And there's, there is a grovel. There's basically a grand gesture. So it's not even you know, always about the female gaze. It's about they know how to do relationships. Yeah. The writers of K-dramas just know how to do relationships in an authentic way. I cried in Bad and Crazy. And you'll see when you start watching this drama, you'll be like, how did Megan get to the point where she's crying? Or, or how? maybe I'll cry. You never know. Because it is so violent, so over the top. And I am, I'm crying. Like, it is just... I just love how relationships are written in so many in so many K dramas and and between any any gender and I think that's you know again the bromance of like Goblin I mean that has an arc too Absolutely. It has a really really nice friendship arc and uh, yeah so and that and that's when you recognize just, like really good writing right where every relationship has its own emotional arc. Even if it's not driving the main plot forward, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that I thought was pretty spectacular in Goblin is that all the different arcs also did drive the plot forward. Like, they were all necessary to the plot. 
Yeah, because you even think about Sunny and um, Untak's yep. relationship. That was a, also a very cool friendship that had an arc as yep. well. Oh, my God. Um, and actually, I'm getting I'm very gonna, nostalgic gonna, right now for all the dramas that we've watched too. and loved. Ugh. And I'm going to talk about 2521, which, um, again, I know I've mentioned this, and um, Sarah and I had a podcast on 2521. There is a female friendship arc in 2521 that is beyond good. It's actually probably one of my... I just wish I wish I liked the entire drama as a whole um, more than I did. I still liked it a lot. Um, but I would say that that female friendship arc is one of, oh my gosh, one of my top relationships of any that I watched in 2022. That female friendship is incredible. And if you've watched 2020, if you've watched 2521, you know what I'm talking about. And it's amazing. And I will say right now, if female friendships are your thing, like they are just, oh my God, you eat them up like crazy, then watch 2521 because you'll be happy. <laughs> with at least, <laughs> you'll with love at least it. that. Yeah, you'll freaking love it. You'll eat that with a spoon. I still am like, that could have been sapphic and I would have been down, but whatever. In my, I'll write fanfic. You should. <laughs> I know. Next time we do uh, Second Lead SOS, maybe we should do like a, a fanfic. Yeah, we talked about um, in our so our last Patreon live. Actually, some people were asking us to like completely rewrite endings. Um, and maybe we will. Maybe because I know we've done like second male lead SOS. So maybe we'll do like an ending, ending an ending rewrite. SOS, an ending SOS dramas that should have ended. Because we could do that. I feel like do have we done an ending before? Because I feel. Because now I feel like... I feel like I remember myself... Or maybe we've just talked about it. Because I know that more than once I've talked about the ending to The King Eternal Monarch. And what I would have done differently. But I don't know if I actually wrote anything for it. I think we've just maybe talked about it. I'm going to look that up. Because I thought you did. Because now it sounds really familiar. Maybe we just talked about it. Because I know how I would end it. Like, we've definitely talked about it, but... Yeah. And don't get me wrong, anybody out there who loves the King Eternal Monarch, so do I. <laughs> so do yeah, I. Yeah, honestly, I, th- I think I think I I reminisce about that drama a lot, mostly Unso. I Yeah. Oh, I I want. I mean, that's talk about another like that's. If we want to talk about bromances for a minute here, like the most brilliant oh, bromance, played by the same actor. It was crazy. It was so good. So freaking yeah. good. I miss Wudo Wan. Like, come back. I know. Please. And if you haven't seen The King Eternal Monarch, it's a parallel universe's drama. And so there's a doppelganger in each universe. And so Wudo Wan obviously plays both his doppelgangers from each. You know, one is uh, the Republic of Korea and one is the Kingdom of Korea, with spelled with a C. And he is his doppelganger's meat. And it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. So just saying. Ugh. I need him back in something soon. Yeah. He's a fun one. I mean, he is back. He must be working on something. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, 
and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. So what kinds of things do you both like to do when you drive? Pay attention to the road? Is this a trick question? All right, how about when you fold laundry? Why am I folding laundry in this scenario? Read, friends. I was trying to get you to say read. You could just ask us if we like to read when we drive or... Wait, how are you reading when you're driving? With Audible. You know, our sponsor, who is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. I listen to audiobooks on my commute to work in the car. Oh, yeah. I totally do that. I love my Audible subscription. Then why'd you leave me hanging with the whole driving thing? Forget it. It's not important. What is important is that now our listeners can get a 30-day free trial of Audible Premium Plus from Afternoon of Delight. Do you know what they get with that free trial? Actually, I do. They get one audiobook credit, two if they are Prime members, which is good for any premium selection, and they get to keep that audiobook. They also get the whole Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, like Afternoon of Delight, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. And with the Plus catalog, you can listen all you want, no credits needed. And Audible sends you a reminder email before your trial ends. Sounds like a great way to spend 30 days to me, especially if you're heading outside for a walk, have a long commute to work, or just want to hear one of many talented narrators really bring your book to life. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash afternoona to sign up and you're ready to download your first listen. Enjoy! So, here's a good question. And... I was thinking about this when I was thinking of some of our favorite dramas, but then also thinking about how, you know, we kind of found like favorite actors early on in our drama watching, right? Like I love, yes. I love Lee Min Ho. I love Gong Yu. Those are, you know, two of my tops and always will be. Ji Chang Wook, one of yours. Um, An Bo Yun. Yes. And that often will bring us to a drama because of the actor, right? We're like, we're going to watch yeah. whatever the next thing is. Yeah. And sometimes whatever the next thing is sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Why are we forgiving? Like, why are we forgiving of stuff like the silent sea and the sound of magic? <laughs> because we waited so long for a new Gong Yu drama. We waited so long for yeah. a new Ji Chang Wook drama. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you should like drop your favorite actor if they do a drama that you don't like, but I w- I want to know like what is sort of the phenomena that can get us through a drama like I I hated personal taste with you know, Sun Yijin and Lee Min Ho, but I will still watch them and anything else, you know, they do if it looks appealing to me. Um, 
So what, like, is it a halo yeah. effect or is it just like we give a pass because not everything, like you don't have control over the script. Not everything's going to be great. Like, what is it? I think, so I think if the first thing you watched an actor in is not your favorite, I think that's That's a good point. To get over and then to love them, love them in something else. But I think if the first time you saw an actor and it was a drama that just completely like stole your heart, I just don't think it goes right. away. Like, I just think they can do, I do think it's a halo effect. Like, it doesn't really matter what Ji Chang Wook does. I will sign on to watch his dramas because I'm, and I also, like, I know what he's capable of. Right. Right. And I think that that's part of it too, for sure. That, that's a thing too, you know, I mean, oh my God. And when it comes to like Lee Dong Wook, like I watched Goblin and then Touch Your Heart back to back. And so I, was clearly in like Lee Dong Wook like fantasy land. I mean, I was just so happy because I just loved him. And then I even followed him to like Sound of Magic. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch you, you in mean, this crazy freaking drama. Ji Chang Wook. You went from Lee oh, Dong Wook to Ji Chang Wook. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. Then I followed him into Strangers I followed Lee Dong Wook into Stranger yeah. from Hell, which was insane. And oh my gosh, then Tale of the nine-tailed at, which was also crazy but, but like it fun didn't matter. crazy that was that because was it was crazy. i think what made that like that one wasn't like when we were done we weren't like oh that was a terrible drama we were like just nothing in that story made sense but it was such a riot to watch <laughs> it and talk about it you know right and I, I mean at this point i i know what lee dong what can do so i'm willing to right. just follow him right anything and i guess on bo hyun too like i watched him in military prosecutor doberman which don't get me wrong was like a totally like entertaining drama but it wasn't like anything it didn't like grab it didn't like grab my heart i just watched it and it was like entertaining but i was willing to watch it for right. him and i did and honestly i hadn't planned on watching it and then i saw i'm I'm easy, Amy. And I literally <laughs> saw one clip of him like standing in front of a mirror with like his like military something military on, but he was shirtless. Of course. And I was like, does he, okay, does he have I guess a shirtless scene in every drama he's in? That's something to look at. Right. Up. This is the thing, is they like had no reason to make him shirtless. Like he was never really so they just made up reasons. So they like they just showed him changing for no reason. Just absolutely no reason. They just showed him changing in front of a mirror and he like pauses to like stare at his like impressive pectorals and they just let him do that because of course. Then at one point he's wearing tight jeans and a tight sweater and they have him jump in a river just to be wet. Because, of course. So they have him do that. They, I mean, they just, like, clearly are still giving us the An Bo Hyun female right. gaze, even though the drama is, like, about abuses in the military. <laughs> and I'm not laughing about it. I'm but just laughing that they're, like, audiences. yeah, they're, like, we put An Bo Hyun in this role, so clearly we need to, like, do something about it. And it's, like, yes, yes, you do. Like, the most action this man gets in the drama is when he's, like, lying on a couch with a dog, like an actual Doberman. In his sweats, and he looks very good in them. But Anbo, yeah, not the dog. So it's like it's just it's just, and I'm like, I'll 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 watch you. Like I'll watch you do anything. I even watched him in Yumi Cells. Yeah, I I guess like that's totally it, right? If the first thing you see them in blows you away, you know what they're capable of, and they can do no wrong. Like obviously, the first thing I saw Gong Yu in was Goblin, and that still to this day is my favorite drama. And 
always will be. And in my mind, he is Kim Shin and always will be Kim Shin. And if he, and if he, if he, you know, finds himself as, uh, you know, a space commander on a mission that makes no sense to the moon, so be it. I'm still going to be a fan. (laughs) With his, his sad helmet light. His sad helmet light. His (laughs) metaphorical death after his real death. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, Oh my God. But also like, yeah, you know what they're capable of. And, you know, you only have so much control, especially when a drama is being written while you're making it. Like that's something, you know, that I forget sometimes is that it's happening as they're, you know, as they're making it. So anything can happen at some point. And sometimes, you know, the story just, it gels and you get everything you want. And that's for me, you know, like crash landing on you and, you know, and Goblin and Healer and stuff like that. And so, yeah, for that reason, I will always be fans of Hyunbin. I will, you know, of Gong Yu, of Ji Chang Wook. Um, you know, the first thing I saw, Lee Min Hoen was the King Eternal, Eternal Monarch, and that made me a fan for life. And I've so far loved everything but one thing, you know, that I've watched him in. Um, yeah, and I'll keep coming back for more because I think that I keep hoping that I'm going to get that sort of epic feeling that I got seeing them for the first time. Well, I even think of how like Western actors, like I don't like everything they do, but I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. You know, like I'll just say my husband's one of his favorite actors, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, and part of it is I mean, because he used to be one of the mine. movies. I mean, like 20 I mean, years he's, ago. He said, but right. He likes Leo's like later. Yeah. Like he likes because now Leo's picking those like a little bit more like interesting rules and they're I, I don't know. And so Neil will like, he'll watch anything he's in. Even if it's like not a movie he likes now, he'll just uh, watch him because I think he's like, there's something in Leo's performance that, yeah, that will like, like he likes like, uh, like Gangs of New York Leo. Right. (laughs) Which who doesn't? (laughs) That was a good movie. Um, And actually, so this made me think, uh, this is like a segue, or not a segue, this is a tangent. Um, It made me think when you mentioned Kim Shin, I... I'm currently writing like a new project. So um, most of my alien books are connected. Okay. They're kind of in like a connected world. That's what my readers like. So I kind of stay there because I, you know, want my readers to buy my books. (laughs) I just kind of stay there. But I have had this idea for um, a new story for a while, which I think I told you about because part of it is inspired by the Continental Hotel in John Wick. Okay. I decided to incorporate reincarnation <sighs> inspired by Kim Shin because I'm not going to like, I still, I'm still working out my I head. Love and it. I also just, I don't know. I am very excited about it because I think it's going to be kind of like a guardian type reincarnation. Oh, story. I love it. And I am so excited. And I'm like, thank you, K drop. It's like, I, I obviously like, oh my God, writer, writers seek inspiration from everything. So it's, um, and reincarnation isn't like a new thing or anything, but I, so I'm, you know, obviously I'm writing it differently, but I did app, I did love the reincarnation, um, whole storyline of Goblin. I just really, I just yeah. loved it. I love the idea of fated mates. Yes. Like, I really love that. That's a, a favorite trope of mine. For sure. Yeah. Same. 
in everything, yeah. in books, yep. in movies. I freaking love it. So yeah, I'm writing kind of like a guardian type faded, faded mates reincarnation. And I'm so pumped. Oh my gosh, I love like, that. I truly, I know, I truly am. But thank you, K-dramas. Because I really have been inspired so much from plot lines Absolutely. of K-dramas. Because they just do tropes like nobody's It's business. made me be, I think, a little bit less, uh, less tame in my conflicts because obviously I write contemporary romance so there's not a whole lot that I can do but I, I mean like you know I added like a a little bit of a mystery to my last book that I wrote that's not out yet um I've added like a little bit of suspense to ones before and it's all like because of K- and it really is I mean that's one of the things that I learned watching Crash Landing on You is you do not have to stick to one trope or genre like you can you can mix and match a little bit like i'm not you know mm-hmm. i'm not at the point where my editors are gonna let me start bringing like fantasy elements into my writing but you know what i'm gonna <laughs> into your right, right, but i'm gonna infuse a little yeah. bit a little bit of suspense a little bit of mystery sometimes Heck yeah. have some over-the-top emotional things you know and and i love that and i was actually talking about this with my 13 year old son the other day about something came up about writing and i was like well you know this is very oh i know what it was so he has to read an independent book every quarter and he is not my kid who like loves reading so i try and find something that's going to hook him and he had not read the hunger games yet oh i know had, i'm like all right buddy i'm like you're re- book one of hun- i mean yes. hunger games book one is i'm like buddy you're, re- you're reading the hunger games of course did, like did it inspire yeah. him to read catching fire and mockingjay no but he watched all the movies like so that we did that over winter break and so that was super fun that's great yeah and so he loved the stories but like if he doesn't have to read to get story he'll he'll watch and, and that's fine you know but he did he yeah. he did the audiobook of hunger games because we love audio reading and audiobooks are not cheating so um yeah we we uh so he did the hunger games and you know wrote his little response on that and he loved it and i was talking about i said you know um the hunger games was you know a kind of like a big front runner of the ya dystopian movement i mean i think i really think the giver by lois lowry but that came out like a little bit before like the big boom of you know of like hunger games and like uh uh the maze runner you know stuff like that um Mm -hmm. And Hunger Games was like a really big one for me that made me realize, oh, I love this genre. And I read like nothing but YA dystopian for like quite a long time in the early 2000s. Um, But I was telling him, I'm like, well, you know, there's, I mean, this is, it's not like the way Suzanne Collins did the writing and the way that she told the story and how it all weaves together, like up until the very end, I'm always blown away by it. I said, but you know, like, not every idea is 100% original. And I said, you know, there's there's a manga called Battle Royale, which is, you know, the same type of thing where it's like a fight to the death situation. Um, and I know they both came about like around the same time. And and Connor's like, well, yeah, that's what a Battle Royale is. Like, because, you know, he's he has like video games that are Battle oh, Royale. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, so... Yeah. I, so, so sh- I said, so it's a concept that isn't brand new. I said, but the story that you know, gets put to it is what's brand new. And I said, and that's why there's so many other dystopians where it's like the chosen one who has to like, you know, take down the government. And that's why all these dystopians came out and worked even after the Hunger Games, because it was a new twist on the idea, right? And so that's kind of like, you know, what we're talking about here with our stuff. Yeah. If we are inspired by K-Jama, I think that's awesome because it's giving us... Mm-hmm. You know, it's giving us that motivation to come up with something new, but to use 
that universal fantasy butter that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Like if if you if yeah. you read the blurb of a book and it says that it's got reincarnation, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm in. And that's all you needed to know. Yeah. Right? Like that's butter. Right. Ugh. I know. And it's funny because I'm working on like my blurb and I've been like messing with it for a long time. And um I'm I think I need I think I'm actually going to completely rework it now because um, I was writing this um, morning. You know, you can send me a blurb had... anytime because those are like my favorite things. I know. I just had kind of like another epiphany. And um, so I think I'm going to change something. But it's true. I mean, I would say, too, I'm really heavily inspired by certain character traits that sometimes I either read or I see. Like, um, even like, like you know, um, a very classic pairing is the grumpy one and the sunshine one um and but there's different ways you can make them grumpy different ways you can make them sunshiny and so i'm always kind of inspired by by traits like that and how is this author writing her grumpy hero and you know what i mean i love it and they always say like if you write you need to read and it's true because i would say too i get so inspired just to write my own stories even not like i even not get inspired about a certain plot or character or anything. Just sometimes I'll read a line that someone else has written and I think, damn, that was some good prose. Mm -hmm. And then immediately it just like infects my brain and then I go and suddenly my prose is better because I just felt, I don't know, sometimes you just surround yourself with like good words and then you can produce them. So I feel like that's the thing with K-dramas now is I watch them and I feel like I'm surrounded. I do feel like I'm surrounded by good writing, by good tropes. And so then it makes me, oh, I want to write a story this good too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, the reason why I wrote my first book, which was a YA dystopian that, you know, has not gotten published and probably never will, but it was, I, (laughs) I read the Hunger Games and then I read, um, the first Divergent book soon after that because it, it oh, had like yeah, just yeah. come out. Oh my god, Divergent had just come yeah, out. Ver- Ver- Wait, Veronica, Veronica Roth? Roth? Yeah, Veronica Roth. Oh my god, yeah. those books were huge. Who, um, basically, she's from Chicago, by the way. Um, grew up in Barrington, which is oh. one town over from me. Uh, which is where Lee, which oh, is no. where Lee used to live when she lived in Illinois. But oh. anyway, I digress. But yeah, I read the first. I read all three Hunger Games like probably in a week. And then one of my colleagues at the time when I was teaching English was like, you know what, this new dystopian just came out and it's getting a lot of buzz and it's called Divergence. I went and read Divergent and I was like, I need to write something like this. Like, I just, I need to write. Yeah. Like, and I'd never, guys, I'd never written a book before. I never knew that I oh, wanted that to like write a book. that was the first thing you wrote? That was the first thing I wrote. We all have our first yes. books that no one. And this yeah. was, you know, just to say, I mean, this is getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but like, it is never too late to like figure out that thing that you want to do and do it. I was in my mid thirties and I was like, I like, this needs to come out of me. I need to, I need to make something like this. Like I I love love it so much. It makes me so, it does. It makes me so happy when I hear people being like, I'm writing a book. I'm like, freaking do it. Yeah. Like, don't wait, just do it. It doesn't have to be just write it. I know I had a, I had a colleague who was, I was like, I, you know, I I always, I want to write, but and never in like, you know, sit down and write a book. But like, you know, I just, you know, mm-hmm. hemmed and hawed. And I'm like, the only way to write the book is to write the book. I know. You got to sit down. It can be a lonely profession because like no yes. one can do it for you. Like no one can write those words for you. And it's lonely when I'm sitting down at my computer and I'm just like staring at the cursor. And I'm like, I don't know. 
what sentence right. comes next. But they say, like, take one sen- sentence at a time. I've been doing a lot of, like, classes and stuff recently on how to, you know, write more efficiently and things. And that, I mean, like, those days happen where you sit staring at the screen and, like, a sentence won't come. And then there's the days where it's pouring out of you and it's, like, euphoric. And I know. Actually, and you want to, like, you need to, no, I was going to say, you need to remember those times because those are... Yes. Those don't happen every day, but when they do happen, you're like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah, I really struggled yesterday because I hadn't written for a long time. Writing, too, is like if you haven't written for a long time, you have to ease yourself back into it, at least for me. And so I was really struggling yesterday, and then I took a shower at night, and all of a sudden, this entire scene Always and dialogue in the shower. sequence came into my head. Always. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I like got out of the shower. I'm like dripping red. I like ran to my office and started like typing. And I wrote like a thousand words like super quick. And I'm like, are you you kidding me? I agonized for hours this morning. And then in 20 minutes, I wrote like a thousand words. I was so irritated. (laughs) I was so irritated. Every time I sit down and I'm like, I have to write a thousand words or I have to write 1500 words. And I'm like, it's going to take me three hours. And those days that it happens in like 20 minutes, I'm like, why? Why can't this be every day? Like, why? I know. So. I, no, I was gonna yeah. say, so we're we're getting close to, you know, our, our time here. And you just made me think of something yeah. that I wanted to ask where you kind of already did it. But like, I want to know, like, other than the reincarnation thing, is there like a K-drama convention or trope or whatever that you have not used in your writing that you, you know, someday you want to try and use? That you're like, I never thought this could work. And look at how it works here. Hmm. Like, for, I'll, I'll, like, for me, it is amnesia like i have wanted to write an amnesia story for a long time and leah and i actually plotted one together um like blurbed it and like had this whole idea for it that we were going to write together but then we you know like as 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 often happens like you get a lot of great ideas but like the time and the means to execute them aren't always there so you know yeah we have an we had an amnesia idea that's still kind of sitting on my computer. I think it might've been something that she was helping me plot um, to try and sell to my agent, but I I can't remember now, but I just, I know that we came up with an amnesia idea together. Um, And it was a romance, of course, an amnesia romance. Uh, uh, Of course. Yeah. I wrote an amnesia plot line last year, last year. Like 2021, yeah. and it was inspired by K dramas. That's awesome. I was like, I want to write an Amnesia plotline, and I did, and it was super fun. Like, I really loved it. I think um, my readers liked it too. <coughs> I can't talk about my favorite Amnesia you know plotline because it's a spoiler. But you know, you know which one it is. Just right, right. There's a really, I mean, of all the Amnesia plotlines that are out there, and I actually haven't seen one in a while. So I think I'm kind of due. We're kind of due for one. But of all the amnesia plot lines out there, of all the dramas that we've watched, there's one in particular that I think is the most, you know, well done version of it. Like right. you can have super hokey, like boys over flowers, which don't get me wrong. I gobbled that drama up, but the amnesia was funny. Um, <laughs> and then you can have like it actually have meaning and work. And, and it, it does at times. Um, honestly, I kind of want to do time travel sometimes. Oh my god, that's amazing. I've never done time travel. I think it would be really cool. I feel like there is... I've talked about this series on the pod before, but I haven't talked about it in a very long time. But it's called... the K- It's like a Caveman Aliens by Callista Sky. 
It's so freaking great. But it's not time travel, but it makes me feel like how I would want to write time travel. But basically, these girls um, get stolen or or a ship crashes or something on this um, planet. And all the aliens are like primitive cavemen. So they like live in um, caves and they like sleep in their furs and they ride dinosaurs as like they're battle stallions and it is the coolest shit coolest (laughs) shit and like it's all these like prehistoric animals that are like predators it's so fucking cool and so i think about that like of course i would probably tie it to like sci-fi or or something but i just i um i just feel like it would be really fun to write some sort of time travel um like maybe like their ship gets stuck in a wormhole or I don't yeah, know. That's but awesome. I love it. I just think it's a really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool plot line. And maybe one of these days. I love it. it. Yeah. I mean, we already mentioned it. But if you want a good time travel romance, please go watch Go Back Couple. Um, yes. Uh, the King Eternal Monarch has, you know, not only universe hopping, but time hopping as well. And that's it's it's oh, super it fun. Um, yeah, I love that. And I I love because that's such a good conflict for a romance right like it's it's right there like you are from different times how can this ever work right and it's like that's the thing about tropes is half the time they're they're built in conflicts and that's why people use them too yeah that's why they keep working and yeah and people like them yeah that's universal fantasy fantasy folks like i didn't mean this to be a universal fantasy you know, episode, but it's kind of gone that way. But that's why, I mean, that's why, like, you know, you using reincarnation, like, that's universal fantasy butter. It's not like K-drama made it up. It just works so well, and you see it works so well, and you keep coming back for it. So you're like, yeah, fucking write it. Yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I hope this, I hope this, I mean, this story is mainly like, I'm, I don't, I don't know. It's an experiment for me, but I'm like, you know what? I need to write something a little bit fresh. Um, I'm a, I'm kind of writing it for me, and I just I hope it works out, but we'll see. Either way, I'm happy doing it. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm like you know? I'm sitting here yeah. thinking like what 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 can I use my next book? Like I want to do something. Yeah, buttery. I mean, heck, yeah. You should write some PNR soon, some paranormal. I want to. I do. I feel like you would be so good at it. Even like almost like a rom com paranormal. I feel like you would be really good at. And they, there's a bunch of those in the stores right now. Yeah. I was actually walking through the store the other day, and there's, like, paranormal rom-coms. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm i not going to get into it, but I did have, you know, a witch trilogy that I did try and sell. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Well, you yeah, should try again. You never know. Witches are, witches are totally I in know. right now. I know. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, you know what? We filled – actually, that was – a quick hour because we enjoy this like that's the thing yeah this is like i wanted to do this I, tonight like i had a stressful day not just because of the ice cream folks but it was a day no. <laughs> the ice cream was a big part so, of it it was just like the no icing on the cake of the day that was shit right right yeah and my day was was i'm not even getting into it but it was a, it was a whole thing and so yeah i needed this as well so this actually really made, really made me happy and that was really fun to talk about because we all talked about all our like our favorite things. 
<laughs> which really this that's how this all started right like except when it first started it was just like you know two dramas that we'd watch and we couldn't stop talking about them know, right? but it's fun i mean we did we just kept recycling because we just, like, just kept talking about chloe and goblin for a while i know i'm so sorry for those early episodes but, but. like i'm so like i'm so nostalgic for all the things that we loved now like i, I i'm just I'm, I'm giving you a heads up if you haven't looked at the the cloy script for next recording i did ask you and leah and myself to name your current top five dramas and if crash landing on you is still in it um okay and i haven't nailed okay. down those top five yet i will for for the recording but in thinking about them i was like Oh, I want to watch this again. I want to watch this again. Like, that's how I know it's my this top five. That I want to watch it again. That is yeah. hard. I... I know. That's going to be hard. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Well, next week, we'll be back, all three of us. God willing. Again, we don't know when this is going like... to drop. We're probably just going to drop this one as is. So this will probably be our next episode. Yeah. The, and it, I'm... Again, sorry if it's chaotic. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. We just... We don't, we don't want to miss a week. We're pretty we're obviously committed and also this is for us <laughs> this is our self-care I mean, we appreciate so you we, want to- we do but <laughs> yes. we do this for us <laughs> as well <laughs> so we wanted to be on here to talk about things that make us happy so that's why we're here and it did make me happy and now i'll go to bed happy after i watch maybe a few please singles watch singles inferno, inferno please watch singles inferno. <laughs> okay I might fall asleep halfway. That's okay. I might not get to episode eight because I have to watch. And they're long too. They're both over an hour. So yeah, I know. I know. I'll try my best. So, okay. Well then we did a good job. You know what? Pat ourselves on the back. Nice. Nice job, Megan. Nice job, Amy. Because we threw, we threw this together at like half an hour before recording. So we did a good job. And Leah, we hope you have power. We hope that you are not floating away in the sea. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are concerned yeah. about you. <laughs> and, and and any of our listeners well, we, who might be in the Santa yes. Cruz area, like, we we hope you're all okay. And Right. We've been checking in yeah. with her. All right. She's okay so far. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to our chaotic episode. <laughs> and uh, let us know what you think. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Till next time. Annyeong. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon and Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonAndDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!